joined us before my name is candy this is my husband pastor mario gomez and um just want to let you guys know we're just a little bit late we had company over right now and so um we just came back from a cruise today we were on a three-day cruise hey valerie we were on a three-day cruise to um ensenada mexico carnival cruises it was an amazing experience this was our first time actually um, being on a cruise together and really my first time too because i did a little cruise um a few years back like about six years ago to the bahamas from miami and it was just a two day and a half uh cruise but we're gonna be talking to you about the calm in the storm because we were actually in a cruise ship on the boat and we listened to a preaching also about faith and um and the story talked about jesus in the boat now you guys have heard that story or maybe you haven't but it's in mark chapter 4 um where we're going to be discussing jesus sleeping in the boat while there was a storm going on but if you've never joined us before please let us know where you're watching from city and state let us know where you're watching thank you for joining us mary jane Rhonda, margie valerie thank you for joining us i um, and also, we want to thank our podcast listeners, yes. our faithful podcast listeners, for the ones who don't have Facebook. Um, you can check us out on Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Candy in the Neighborhood. So check it out. The other cool thing is, Hi, is uh, actually me and Candy, we had been talking about doing like an offshoot for men. It's, it's going to be geared towards men, but even women have asked like, Mario... Uh, could you do one, you know, geared towards men? Mm -hmm. So actually, um, it's coming soon to you. It's going to go podcast. Um, it's not going to be Facebook Live because uh, most of the guys that I that I talk with or hang out with, they're either working or they're busy. So they actually tune in and they listen while they're cutting their lawn or, mm -hmm. or they're doing other things. So yeah. we thought we would hit up the guys and uh and just you know talk about men issues guy issues um so yeah check it out we'll let you know when it starts hopefully yeah. hopefully next week actually so we'll, we'll let you guys know the official date for the kickoff and it's going to be a men's podcast for men and yeah. actually women we should be hearing this <laughs> podcast yeah, yeah we should be hearing this podcast sometimes we cannot understand these brothers man we cannot understand them and so this would be an amazing way to kind of understand men their language um their feelings because they do have feelings um so i'm interested in hearing what they got to say so i am gonna be a listener of this podcast um he is coming up with a name it will branch lord ain't that the truth right valerie <laughs> so it's gonna branch off of candy in the neighborhood um but it's gonna be freestanding it's gonna be yeah it, it's gonna be for men this is not for the ladies this is gonna be for men but it is for the ladies to listen yeah, but it's gonna be all men yeah definitely um, definitely tune in because yeah. you'll be able to understand man language just as much as us guys need to understand woman language and if you want a lasting relationship uh, you know whether you're about to be in one or you used to be in one mm -hmm. or you are in one now it's important to understand yeah. men language and and men to under, understand women's language and yeah. so 
Yeah. I, I think, too, to understand what a Christian man, somebody that really loves God, what are they dealing with? Yeah, and how, definitely. you know, being a man in 2019, what does that look like uh, to be a Christian man, a, a godly man, a man running after God's heart and dealing with their day, their daily issues and the issues of their heart um but again you guys we will be uh introducing that soon also there is a retreat that i am doing with i am woman me and mario will be um teaching the um in the retreat so we will be teaching every single um well every session i believe every session we will be teaching it um this Retreat is coming October 25th through the 27th. Location is going to be a Central Coast location. It will be in a home. We are renting a home. Like a beach home. Like a beach home. And we will be doing some work. It is really relaxation for your soul, but your spirit is going to be fed. And so we will have more details on the Facebook page. So please join my Facebook page or uh, my my regular page, Candy um, Zuniga Gomez, and you will find details on this October retreat. Not only that, I will be doing a Candy in the Neighborhood retreat in the springtime and in the summertime. Now, I'm going to tell you guys right now, we spend a lot of money on things that are meaningless and that don't do nothing. A lot of the things that we spend money on, too, is on the physical and the appearance and, you know, a lot of physical, um, what would I say, like, things that would enhance our appearance and our and our physical, which is good. I'm not going to tell you not to do that because, look, I don't want you looking tore up. I want you to feel the best you um you can you can feel because when you look good you feel good i'm sorry you you want to take care of yourself but i'm talking about these retreats these retreats if you're looking for some type of spa retreat or some type of like where you're going to get a massage or this is not the retreat for you baby the retreats that i will be giving are work for your spirit work for your soul i'm talking about there are things that probably been holding you up for all your life and we're gonna we're gonna break those up generational curses broken up there's gonna be freedom coming out of these sessions out of these retreats so there is gonna be some work am i telling you that it's gonna be horrible or or some crazy you know experience no but it's gonna be work on your part you're coming to the retreat to leave a different person so it's going to be, yes, your your soul will relax. Your soul is going to rest, but your spirit will be getting filled. So this, these retreats, you are investing in your spirit. has nothing to do with your physical. You will probably look different physically because your spirit will be really filled. You are going to get fed. So I will be giving you guys more information about that. So retreats coming up. We are doing one with I Am Woman in October. In spring and summer of next year, we will be doing retreats, candy in the neighborhood retreats. Mario also will be doing retreats. He is having one coming up for a men's in November in Montana. Um, so that we will be having flyers coming up on Facebook. So please just join us um, and and let us know, you know, and let us know some ideas. What are you looking for? We will be doing mother and daughter retreats. Um, Mario's going to be looking at next year doing a father and son retreat. Um, we are thinking of doing blended family retreat. 
It's really different when you have two families coming together. So all these things will be coming in the end of this year and in 2020. So I hope you guys are ready for this next year. So today we're going to be talking about a calm in the storm. Uh, we wanted to give you all that information before we start it. Please join us um, every Monday at 7.30. I was thinking about changing the time, but I think we'll just keep it at 7.30 because before 8 o'clock was too late. So let's talk about the calm. What it, well, first, we just came off a cruise, okay, guys? What, what did you think about the cruise? Well, the cruise was cool, but it, it was a lot different, you know, because you're in this ship with a lot of people that you don't know, and they're, they're pretty confining spaces, especially our room. <laughs> Me and Candy shared a room with our loudest kids. And our most excited, I mean, the ones that are just all over the place. So yeah. that's Sonny, who's 18, and then Junior who's is 14. 14. And when, okay, we had a king bed inside of our room, and then there was a bed that hung over. That's where Sonny <laughs> slept. And then there was another bed that hung oh, over as well, and that's oh, yeah. where Junior slept. So you're in this confined room with one bathroom, and... It's hard to adjust not only to them two because they're really loud and they were just super excited. And yes, they were. Yeah, they would come in late, like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, just ready to wake us up, it, it seemed like. But yeah, because uh, there's things that are open all night. The yeah. arcade is open 24, 24 hours. Pizza. Pizza. So they're over there eating pizza at 2, 3 in the morning in the arcade. <laughs> yeah. Just running up the bill, you know. <laughs> running amok. <laughs> so they had fun. Yeah, so we're we're in the ship, and it's hard to, to uh, I mean, every so often your equilibrium, at least mine did. <laughs> it, it, was, it was different to get used to because it's, it's swaying, you know. After a while, if you focus on it, you could totally, and this is something that we want to talk about focusing like where's your focus on is your focus on the storm of life or is your focus on you know what i'm going to get through this mm -hmm. because there's two kinds of people there's mm -hmm. people who are about to go into a storm and there's people who are in a storm right now so i noticed when i focused on the boat moving all my focus was on there and it was difficult for me to stand there was a point in the time we went out late at night with, with everybody and honestly the boat was rocking me to sleep there was loud music i was falling asleep and people were tripping off of me but i was just so tired so we see it in mark 4 what do you got there mark 4 30 yeah. go ahead and read it for him. so in mark 4 we see the disciples are in the boat with jesus and a star a storm comes right and um, this is what the disciples, they had to say something to Jesus because they were like tripping. It's like, I wonder, you know, when you're in a storm, have you ever watched, um, is it called like Greatest Catch or what is it called? Yeah, something like that. You know, when they're out there fishing in Alaska, do you see like the water coming on? Like that's scary. People get lost at sea because the water comes in, it'll take you out. Right. So I kind of imagine the boat being like that. And it's pretty scary. And um, I don't know about you, but if I seen a storm like that coming at us, I would be a little anxious. 
Yeah. So they were really upset that Jesus is just snoring away and, you know, having a siesta. And so in Mark chapter 4, I'm going to read just 38 through 40 in the NIV. It says, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, do you care if we drown? Like, do you even care what we are going through? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And throughout the scripture, you could see when when other people were were fearful or they were doing things, Jesus, you would see him sleeping. He's sleeping in the storm. You would see him pulling away to go pray. Yeah. You would see him doing different things than normally what me and you would do. And so some of you guys are going through a storm of life. Mm-hmm. And and really, we need a word from God. You need a word from God. He wakes up in the story, and it was one word that calms the seas. Yes. So right now, what are you going through? What are you going through that you need a word from God? You need a promise from him. The thing about it is, a lot of times with me, I find myself sometimes going to other places. Mm-hmm. You know, before... Uh, before running to 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 God, running to His Word, running to His promises, that was like emergency or secondary. That was like the e break, you know, like last resort. Yeah. But I've noticed that if I would run to Him, run to His teachings, His lifestyle. Um, the word of God says that we were made in his image so that we were made to be like him. Mm -hmm. So that means that it's possible that we could live a godly life. Yeah. You know, but it's that word that we need. It's not only word, but his spirit that lives inside of us that helps us go through the storm of life. Mm -hmm. And that's something because a lot of times I would listen to other people's words you know what I'm saying? That we're so powerful. Like right now you might be going through a storm of life and you call that that bro or you call that cousin or or that person, right, to speak life into you. Mm-hmm. And um, really the first thing that we should do is run to God and be like, yeah. okay, I need you now. I need you in this situation. Mm-hmm. I need you in this marriage. I need you in this bad relationship. I need you in this addiction. I need you... Whatever storm of life you're in. Yeah. <clears throat> because in the in that boat, you have to see the boat and that storm as you and your situation. Whatever situation that is over um, taking you, that is overwhelming you. What is that situation? What is the situation where they would wake up Jesus and say, do you not care? Do you, Lord, do you not care about what I'm going through? Lord, do you not see what I'm going through? Lord, do you not see what they are doing to me? Lord, do you not, do you not care that I'm drowning, drowning? What are you drowning in? Well, one of the things I would say too is like, do you even see me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you even see what I'm going through? Like, obviously, you're not understanding 
you know, how jacked up this situation is. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would actually say that to him, like, Lord, like, do you even see what I'm going through? And the crazy part about it is if you read the word of God, it says that he knows beginning, middle and end. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy to eat for me to even say that. Yeah. Do you even see me? Like he cares about you so much. And, and that's the thing is he doesn't make junk. He, he made us all for a purpose. But the problem is, is storms of life come and we're like, yeah, God, if you were real, then you wouldn't allow this to happen. Or if you were real, God, then why did you allow that to happen? People ask or me. Or are you punishing me so this is yeah. why this is happening? Yeah. Or this is going on over here because I did this. Now, let me tell you that sometimes we uh, we do do things that are against what God would want for us. And there are consequences for that. Yes, we yeah, will play. Residues. Yeah, there will be consequences. And you know what? But what happens when out of the left field something came? Nothing that you asked for. Nothing that you you could. You have no control over the storm. You see, you have to understand that they did nothing to cause the storm. The disciples had no power over the storm, over the wind, over the waves. They didn't cause that. This is something. That is uncontrolled yeah, out, out of, your, of their hands. Out of they're control. out of your hands and they're hitting you. And you're wondering, why, Lord, why is this happening to me? Where am I? What, what should I do? Or do you see me, Lord? And, and the Lord got up and rebuked the waves. He rebuked the situation. Something that you should have been doing. Something that I should have been doing. So instead of rebuking the situation, we were asking God... Why is this happening to me? And for our non-church friends, rebuke means like to send away. Mm-hmm. Like, like you just don't let that situation or that yeah. thought marinate. You yep. got to send those things yep. away. You might have to let people even from a distance. You might have to send them away because I don't know about you, but I've had friends and family that were a storm in my life. Mm-hmm. They would come in. Dude, I'd be at peace. They would come in and they'd wreck the whole situation. Bring chaos. Right? They bring cra- you know who brings drama in your life? <laughs> right. You know who brings drama. Yes. in your life yeah and so a but lot you're of you're not rebuking them yeah you're not sending them away and so not only that but we got to take ownership as well because you know those people that are in your life or you know those thoughts or you know those situations or you know that house or you know that neighborhood or you know that girl or guy who is a storm in your life mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to send it away so let's take away from a person and to your own thought mm-hmm. what what thoughts are storms in your life yeah you know like there was a point in my life that i was like dude i'm it, it just seems like i can't get a break i can't have peace right I was in that mode mm-hmm. all the time. Like nothing's ever going to go my way. I don't know if you watched that show Apocalypto. I felt like that guy, the main character, they would always call him almost. And I felt that way. I had that over me where I almost made it or I almost had a good relationship or I almost had <clears throat> the job or I almost this or that. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at yourself and say, OK, what do I believe about myself? Mm-hmm. What do I look at to be true mm-hmm. in my life when we know that storm is here, but we, again, we need that word from God to quiet the storm. Yeah. You know, sometimes we can't do it on our own. Like, this is all I know. This is all I've ever been about. This mm-hmm. is all I'll ever have. And you, you need a word. You need a promise from God that will send those things away. Yeah. 
when you're when you're really focused on the storm that's where jesus gets up and he he even not only did he rebuke the waves and the wind he rebuked the disciples <laughs> he's talking to them firm and he's telling them why are you so afraid? Why are you afraid in this storm? Yeah. Why are you afraid in this situation? Why are you allowing these things to overtake you, to overcome you, to overwhelm you? Why? He says, do you still have no faith? So there is something about faith. There is something about faith here. Faith is the key. Yeah. Faith is the key. So what he's telling them, the reason why you're so worried, the reason why you you're telling the Lord, don't you see what's happening to us? Do you see that we're drowning? That is from he's saying that it's a lack of faith. Right. This is why you're speaking that way. This is why you're worried. This is why you're anxious. This is why you couldn't sleep. Jesus is sleeping calm as can be. Why? He's telling them you should have been laying right next to me asleep calm worried about nothing anxious about nothing like the bible tells us but the reason why you are so afraid the reason why you're drowning in fear the reason why you're drowning in anxiety is because you lack faith yeah oh ye of little faith and that's where we have to come is lord yes i need a mustard seed of faith yeah i need a mustard seed that's where it needs to start but you've been in Christ for 20 years and you still got a mustard seed. Somewhere along the line, your faith got to grow. Right. So you cannot get your whole Christian life with the mustard seed of faith. That's what, it, that's what you needed to begin with. Yeah. You can't have the same faith that you had, the same amount of faith that you came in with. Your, your faith is supposed to be increasing. And the reason why they're so worried about the boat and the storm and and their situation was because their lack of faith that's why he addressed it he didn't say why are you afraid um you guys are scared of water why are you afraid you guys don't know how to swim like he addressed jesus doesn't um put a band-aid over anything he addresses the the cause he goes straight for the cause that's why he says do you still have no faith He's dealing with the faith issue here. And a lot of us need to see. Yes, we be, oh, I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed. Yeah. Oh, how are you doing? Blessed. I'm I'm blessed coming and going. Um, how oh. are you doing? Oh, I'm favored. I'm highly favored. And your life doesn't reflect it. But your life don't reflect it. And that's why a lot of people, <laughs> like seriously, that's why people are disgruntled with the church is because we have these like sayings within the church. I'm highly favored. I'm blessed. I'm this, I'm that. But our life does not reflect those things. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that put in work, man, just like Job. Job put in so like, dude, it, he was in good standings with God. And and all these things happen to him because, you know, there's some Christians that are out there like, oh, the reason why they're going through a storm of life is probably they got sin in their life or they're doing something crazy or obnoxious. That's why he got sick. But mm -hmm. if you really read scripture that there's no there's not truth to that. There's no truth to that. Now, some of us do make decisions of our own. And then we're like, why, God? Right. Mm -hmm. Me too. I've d I've been there. I've done that before. Why God? When he no, he's 
a perfect God, perfect love. You, we read this in John, First John. There's no darkness in his love. Mm-mm. So we need to understand not only as believers, but people who believe in Christ mm-hmm. that, hey, we need to take responsibility. We need to take responsibility of our actions. You know, there's a lot of people, well, the devil made me do it. I don't know if you guys remember like that old school saying, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, dude, no, take responsibility first. Did you even go to him and ask him about this situation? Because if it's birth through Christ, there'll be a blessing. That's something that I've learned. If I go to him and, and and he leads me, it says he guides the step of a righteous man. So if I go to him and he leads it, he's going to lead me to a good place. Mm-hmm. Right? Some of us have made really bad decisions and then we blame it on him or we blame it on somebody else or we blame it on the church you know or they didn't say hi to me or this that and the other dude i've heard it and i'm like number one we need to take responsibility first Mm -hmm. for ourselves the decisions that we make you know and then in that storm let's say something comes across right that you didn't ask for Mm -mm. right you didn't ask for I, there's things in my life that I didn't ask for. You guys know I had that flesh eating virus that I caught. I was just hanging out at Flathead in uh, in Glacier Park fishing and I con- contracted a flesh eating virus. I didn't ask for that. But yeah. there's other things in my life that I asked for. There's other things in my life, right, that I chose. And then I was like, man, Lord, why? Why did you do this? Or why did? No, mm-hmm. Let, let's be honest with ourselves. That's why the greatest, one of the greatest gifts God has given us is that of free will. He gave you choice. So right now you're either in a storm or you're about to go into a storm. Are you going to believe the promises of God? Or are you going to believe what you think, which usually isn't that great? Mm-hmm. You know, which usually isn't that great. My thoughts aren't that great, especially according to God's. They're not that great all the time, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we think that we know better. We think that we know better. And so it's difficult uh, for us to even want to recognize that we're going through a storm. You know, first you have to recognize because this is the thing. If you're used to being in storms of life, when something good comes, you ain't even ready for it. You can't accept that good because you're so used to that negative thing that negative lifestyle that that dude i'm telling you now we were just listening to a preaching on the way home from td jakes and he was he was talking about that there's things in my life good things that wanted to happen like the door was wide open but i was afraid to go through it because i was afraid of change Mm -hmm. and some of us are so stuck in our own thinking that is not good for you You know, it's not good for you. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like when you come to Christ, you get your brain and you throw it out the door. You know, it's important that we understand that he lead guides and directs us. Yeah, you have to understand, too, when you come to Christ, um, you don't there's a process of transformation. There's a process of um, your your mind being transformed, your heart being transformed. Wait, I want to stop right there because you're so right. A process, right? Mm-hmm. It takes time. Anything mm-hmm. good takes time. And that's mm-hmm. even with conversion. Mm-hmm. So give yourself a break. I'm not saying continue in sin or continue in the storm of life. I'm just saying, dude, conversion 
is a process. It mm-hmm. takes time. And mm-hmm. so those of you that have been a Christian out there for a while, give the new people a break, man. Yeah. It's, give yourself a break. Yeah. Too. Give yourself a break because like I said. But you got to yes, be careful you're, because you're, there's some people that, that are out there that have been giving themselves a break for like 20 long. years. Yeah, they ain't You know, 10 change. years, 20 years. They ain't trying to change. But, but wait, I just want to okay, say this thing. Okay. As you guys know, I've been going to this CPE training. It's like it's clinical training for chaplains or ministers of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And one of my or my supervisor, amazing dude, he says this. He says, if you expect to go and make hospital visits and you're not willing to open up yourself how can you expect them to open up themselves? Yeah. And that, my friend, is called malpractice. And when I sat there and I thought and I thought about it, because you have all these pastors and ministers that are going to this class, right? And we want people to open up. Oh, how's your stay? How you're feeling? But we can't even open up and be honest with one another. Mm-hmm. Dude, that started messing with me. That, that, just that alone started messing with my thought. Like, man, how true is that? How mm-hmm. true is that, that us as ministers of the gospel or people who are Christian, we want people to be real and keep it 100. We mm-hmm. want the people that are up there on the platform to keep it 100, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But we're accountable one to another. Are you keeping it 100? Are you asking for something that you will not do yourself yeah you're asking for people to open up and tell you their lives and (laughs) and you want to help them come to christ but you won't do the same for yourself you know um you become unteachable i think that that happens too for people that have been ministering for a lot of years yeah yeah, what people are, come to them for counseling, but they can't go to other people for counseling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What am I going to learn? I already yeah, went through that. I already that. went through that. You they, know, I already know wh- that. Who could counsel them? Yeah. Who could counsel them? Uh, you know, but the thing is that that's a lie. That's a lie. So I think they could only get so far. You could only get so far when you're not willing to um, open yourself to that to a different level you know yeah and what you're learning right now you're growing you're gonna grow as a minister you're gonna grow as a man as a husband as a father because you're willing to open yourself and it's it's for the gospel because we love people we want people to come to christ and wait well now i love people yeah yeah like i'll be i'll be honest like the thing about it is like one thing that this class has been teaching me is like I loved what I did, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I loved to teach. I loved where people were like, aha, like the aha, like moment where they're like, oh, like Jesus is love. He is the master. Like mm-hmm. I loved that part. I loved those kinds of things. But to necessarily say like I loved the people that I taught, mm-hmm. that was that I'm learning that I more loved what I did. And I'm not afraid to say it because now I love people. Before, I, like, honestly, like, I could love you between this time and this time. I could love you on a Sunday between 9 o'clock and maybe 12 if I took you out to lunch afterwards. 
Like I'm just I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. Uh, I don't know if there's any other ministers or pastors that would say that out there. Yeah, but I, well, if it's true, they should. Yeah, like if it's true, they should. That they can't even be real anymore. Like I loved you um, on Bible studies between seven o'clock and maybe nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Like I loved you at that time. Like I, you know, and, and this is something that that God has dealt with me. It's rocked my boat. It's rocked my ship. That's what we're talking about today. The storm came and messed with how Mm -hmm. I dealt with people and how I talked with people and what I thought was important. And at first it started before I went on Mm -hmm. missions to Asia Mm -hmm. and then it it just continued to validate it when I continued going to uh, uh, the, the CPE teaching you know, or the course. Hey, Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Hey, I just want to say thank you for showing up everybody to Facebook live candy of the neighborhood and also our podcast. We appreciate you guys coming on Fernando from Modesto. Appreciate you. And I forgot that lady's name. She was really nice from Kern medical. Does she? Oh, um, Pat. Is that her? Yep. Pat. Okay, Pat. Pat from Kerr Medical, she knows, and Human Resources. And Human Resources. Shout out to her. We want to say thank you. As you guys know, we have a podcast as well. And so people... Uh, they tune in there as well, and we yeah, they we don't have off. Facebook, so they tune in at the pod on our podcast. So tune into our podcast too. It's um, yeah, it's really on cool. Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Anchor Podcast. Yeah, but we are talking about um, was looking for us earlier. I know we went on like at. 1240 we had company over yeah and so sorry you guys but that's why we went on at 1240 we had company we just came back from the cruise so um we had an amazing time that's why we're talking about the calm and the storm we're talking about the story when jesus was asleep in the boat and and that storm just is uh you know what what kind of storm we were trying to get you to think about what kind of storm do you have in your life that's uncontrolled um and out of your hands um, it's not something that you you have any control of. So that's what we're talking about today. Right. And he said it was the lack of faith. He, that's why he told them, you know, where is your faith? You have to look at what you're looking at because the disciples were looking at the storm. They were looking at the storm. That's why they said, do you care if we are drowned? And we have to be careful Look, we love Jesus. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. But even though that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, I'm not talking about salvation. Where are our eyes focused on? Where are our eyes fixed on? So you could be saved and not free. Yeah. You could be saved and in bondage. You can be sla- you could be saved and a slave to some type of sin. You can be saved. And some people are going to be like, well, are you really saved? This is not a salvation issue because there's some people that have some type of strongholds and bondages, but they're still saved. You you have to understand that there's this freedom that comes with Christ when you believe everything that the Bible says about you. And when you are transformed, which it says by the renewing of your mind, then you'll know the perfect will of your father. Which would be freedom, which would be all kinds of things that come okay. with that will. Let's give them an example. Okay. Okay. So some of us, you know, we, we've we been saved or we're saved by, mm-hmm. by grace. We understand that. Yeah. 
Now, that transformation that you're talking about of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Can you, do you want to give them maybe a struggle that you struggled with? Like, yeah, my, I'm being transformed, but it has taken time. Dang, which one out of all of them? I don't know. Well, I didn't want to call you out on the show because then care. Angel and Sandra, which is supposed to be my homeboy, homeboy and homegirl, they'd be like, dang, Mara, you called her out on the show. So I don't care. You I know, know you don't. You know, you guys, I'm like pretty much an okay, open and then so And then I'll. Which one? No, uh, then I'll. Choose, choose one for me. Let's okay, see. anger. Okay, that's the biggest <laughs> yeah. one. I knew he was going to choose that one. All okay. Right. Came to Christ, gave my whole heart to the Lord, 2012, December 2nd, 2012, gave my whole heart to the Lord. When I was, when I was, gave my heart to the Lord and and gave my life to the Lord, it was a radical saving. I didn't tippy toe into this. I didn't even know what I was getting into. I said yes to the Lord and I went full force, started reading my Bible, started being transformed, but there was anger. Now, anger had so much of a stronghold over me. Uh, uh, I chains, chains on my feet, my hands and feet that I've been fighting this for six years, saved, but not free. And so little every so often, every like I would say probably no, I'd say the first time was Three years into my conversion was the first time that I gave that anger away. Like I was just like, Lord, I don't want this anger. I believe the lie that this anger um, would protect me. See, when people see me get crazy, they back up. So I know it's hard sometimes because I even I even think about it. And I'm like, dang, I'm not really that intimidating. You know, I'm not this, you know, like this big old monster. But when I'm angry, people are intimidated. And I, I get crazy. I'm not, I'm going to tell you guys, before it was almost like blackout, see red. So when I started watching um, certain things about like serial killers and how people end up in jail and all these women in jail, I was like, by the grace of God, I'm not there. Because I could have easily went red and, you know, mostly a man would have hurt a man really bad. So I've done ran over people. I don't say I don't, ran over I, like you. No, I, d- I won't say I'm not going to incarcerate myself, <laughs> but I have done stuff that could have put me in jail. So over my anger and by the grace of God. I never caught a case. So when I was saved and I came to Christ, I was baptized. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, loving God with all my heart, worshiping him. Then let me tell you, someone get crazy up in my face. I'll straight punch him in the throat. So it was just that easy for me to go right back into that mode. And then I would feel like then Satan's right there ready to tell you, ha, 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 you fell back. You're not good enough. You probably not even saved. And I would have to go through all this over and over. And so I was dealing with this anger, with this anger. And all I could tell you is it talks about it in Galatians um, chapter five, where it talks about the works of the flesh. 
And one of the works of the flesh is this passionate anger. It's called the wrath of anger. And I had to, um, it was part of my homework to write out the definition of all the works of the flesh. And I found out that I was... Wait, who gave you that homework? Your mother. Oh, wow. Okay, so go practicing, ahead. practicing, right? She's discipling me at this time. So um, I was practicing a few of them. And it says, if those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I got on my knees. I asked the Lord, Lord, but I'm saved. I believe in you. You're, you're my God. You are my Lord. But I'm practic- I get mad like this. And I want you to remove these things. So he did. He did start doing the process of removing those things. I had to give it to him. And I started to be tested. Some girl just got off the car, calling me outside my name. Any other time, I would have jumped and said, who are you talking to? I know you ain't talking to me. And it would have been on. Yes. I'm like, I'm old. Why am I fighting still? But I still would have fought anybody. I'm telling you, even if I would have got my butt whooped, I would have fought somebody. I don't care where. At work at my kid's school, at the mall, in a restaurant. Because when you have that type of anger, you don't care who's around. You don't care about anything in that moment. You will fight somebody because you will fight somebody. So it is a freaking stronghold. It is not good and it's demonic. So time goes by. I'm here six years later I'm still praying that God doesn't let me get this, this, uh, you know, this type of anger. And is it better? Yes. I'm like, what would you say? If it was like, if 10 would be completely hallelujah set free, I'd say right now I'm at 8.5. Where before I was probably at a five and a six. So saved, yes. Saved and not free, yes. What would you say I'm at? Hmm? Oh, now you said four. No, I was saying then you're like four, but probably. But my anger and your anger, mm-hmm. like two different. What would you say now? How how often do I? And then I, wait, let me go back to the. So I started to dig. We did freedom sessions. So with Pastor Denise yeah. at New Life, and I'm going to tell you, she's an amazing woman. Pastor Denise, shout out to you. You are an amazing woman. Thank you for bringing freedom sessions. Thank you for your heart for freedom sessions. Um, you know, bringing this to light, go in, do a freedom session. I seen a lot of things as a child where the fight and where the anger came from. So all this time I had been trying to Lord praying these things, uh, you know, Lord, take this anger, Lord, help me, Lord, this Lord, that and, and trying to give it to him. Well, I had to go to the root of where it started. And so now that I've gone to the root, exactly when it started, where it happened, what was going on in that time of my life, um, I'm able to, I'm in that process. I'm in that process. So does anger have a stronghold over me? If you ask me, I would say no. Does it try to creep in? Yes. Yes. Because it had a stronghold over me for so many years. For so many years, he has been my buddy. That, yeah, even to let him him go, it's like I felt like that was a protection. But that's a lie. That is not my protection. Jesus is my protection. 
If I look at God and I hold on to God, I don't have to worry about my enemies. My enemies are handled by my Lord. The battle does not belong to me. The battle is the Lord's. And so I'm changing my perception. I'm being transformed. I'm in a process of transformation. And so what happens is sometimes either people, and I'm not talking about the people that are, that are, we're giving them like, oh, you don't want to change. You like yourself the way you are. You want to make excuses for the way you are. You don't want to change. Stay, li live your little Christian life like that. I'm not talking to you. Because there are some people that are going to listen to you. You don't want to change, dude. You like the way you live. You justify the way you live. You justify your depression. You justify your anxiety. You justify why you're mean. You justify why you're impartial. You justify why you favor other people. You justify why you don't like other people. You, you justify your laziness. You justify your procrastination. You justify why you don't read the Bible. You justify. You justify. I'm not talking to you. If you don't want to change, stay your life however you want to do it. That's not for you. This, this, this whole session is not for you. I'm talking for people that want to change because they'll sit there and be like, I want to change in my life. Then that means you need to change someone that's willing to challenge themselves. Someone that's willing to say, I'm tired of living the life that I've lived and I want to live a better life. Somebody that, that wants to say, I've been living an okay life, but I want to live a life of excellence. I feel that God has more for me and I'm willing to look at myself and change myself with the help of the Lord so I can have a better life. If that's you, baby, then I'm talking to you. Anybody else, I don't want to hear your excuses. I have, I've counseled many people, many people in seven years, many, many women, and I'm talking about hundreds. I could say that in seven years, I've touched at least, at least, uh, maybe uh, at least 150 women, at least. And I'm going to tell you that it's really sad that out of 150 women, maybe 60 of those women really want to change. The other ones want me to enable them to justify their situation. And I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I can't enable you to stay there on the floor. You see the man that was on the floor, he was there for eight, 38 years on the mat. Jesus comes to him and he says, do you want to be healed? But Lord, when the water is stirred up, nobody will take me to the water. Jesus didn't get on his knees. And Christine Kane has an amazing preaching on this. It says, I think it's titled, get off the mat. She says, Jesus didn't lean over and say, you know what? That's true. You've been here 38 years. Nobody, how dare they not pick you up and put you in the water? She said, 38 years, you should have started to wiggle yourself over there. You, you should have tried to figure out a way to get in the water for 38 years laying here in the same place. Meaning that sometimes we enable people by saying, you know what? You're right. You, you, you know, yeah, you're right. Your sickness is overwhelming and, and it got to you. And no. I'm not going to enable you. I'm not going to enable you. I, you may be sick. You may be depressed. You may have lost a child. I did too. But I'm going to tell you, you have one, one minute. Cry, and then you're going to get up off the mat. If not, you don't want to change. 
And maybe I'm going to pray for you right there. I I will always pray for you. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to go to the next person who wants to get up off the mat and I'm going to preach to them and I'm going to empower them. And then maybe I'll come back to you and maybe you'll be ready. And that's where I'm at right now, guys. This, this storm, this storm that's in your life, we're talking about a calm in the storm, this storm that's going on in your life or that you just passed. Whatever it is, keep your focus on Jesus. Do not focus on these things. You will justify why you don't do anything. You will justify why you don't live in excellence. You will justify why you don't have, you're always broke. You will justify why you're at the same weight. You will justify all your shortcomings. Wait, times, you said same weight. Yes. I'm just kidding. Meaning you, that's where I'm at. And I'm. don't think that I'm not preaching to myself. Yeah. I will not give myself an excuse anymore. And so I can't be, if I'm going to do that for myself, I won't give myself an excuse. I can't give you excuses. What I used to do is not give myself excuses, but I would enable other people. And that's not good either, because that's meaning that I believe in myself that I could do it, but I don't believe in you. Or I believe believe only in a certain few people because they look strong, but you look weak. So I'm going to keep on enabling you. Mm-mm. Nobody's helpless here. Nobody. We all have Jesus. Our strength comes from him. Your strength doesn't come from yourself. It, you have to learn how to depend on him. And he didn't call us to live a mediocre life. He called us to live in excellence. So get yourself off the mat and get yourself out of that storm Focus on the storm, being overwhelmed by the storm, asking Jesus, can't you see that I'm drowning? And say, you know what, Lord, I'm still standing. I know the storm is all around me. I know there are situations that are happening all around me that are out of my control, out of my hands. But I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you. I know you're going to get me out of this situation. And don't give yourself excuses anymore. Everybody has excuses. I have them. I have some good ones. I could give them to you. Why I haven't lost weight. You guys want them? I'll give you five right now. My, it's my husband's fault. He took me to cruise. So I, I lost 10 pounds. I probably gained five, five of them. So my husband took me on a cruise. That's, that's one good excuse. And what's another good excuse? Uh, uh, you like tacos. Cooking. I like tacos. You like tacos. I'm Mexican. I, that's out of my control. I could not. I cannot change the fact that I'm a Mexican and love tacos. So that's downfall number two. I mean, I could give you all these excuses. Number three, my husband. My husband makes dinner. I don't cook. So since he makes dinner, it's his fault. I could blame him for a lot of things. I cook mostly keto. You do. You're doing good. But before you didn't. No. Before you didn't. Yeah. So I can blame him for all this. You want money. Why I don't save money? I'll have five, I'll make five excuses right now why I don't save money. Five excuses why my credit isn't seven fifty. Five excuses why you know just we can keep on going. Yeah. Five excuses why I don't have the ministry that I that I should have. Five excuses why I don't use my gifts and talents. I know that God has a purpose in my heart right now. There's five things right now that I could tell you why I don't pursue that. Most of it's going to come back to what Jesus rebuked the disciples, lack of faith. 
Yeah, that's that. We were talking about that. That's one of my hugest ones. Like, it's crazy because Candy has the it, it's actual gift. You could check it out. This is the gift of faith. And mine, and I'm not like that. I'm very, if there, in the past, if there was like a poster for like, you know, uh, a person who is very, how would you say? Uh, man, I guess it would be like faithless. Like I had faith for other people. Mm-hmm. I had faith that God could heal people. God has them. He could take them to another level all those kinds of things. But when it came to me, dude, that was very difficult for me to understand. Very difficult for me. Mario needs to go to bed. <laughs> Your eyes Who are said that? Joe? Joe. Oh, thanks, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, but yeah, so I, I could believe it for other people, but I couldn't believe it for me. So, mm-hmm. um, But the Lord's dealing with that because I don't want to stay in that place. The Word of God says, so a man thinketh, so is he. So um, if I think I'm almost or if I barely or if I'm just going to make it or if I'm going to live paycheck to ba- paycheck or if I'm never, you know, going to have the ministry that I wanted to have, then that's what I'll have. You know, that's what you'll have because mm-hmm. so a man thinks so is he. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning um, to have faith in Christ for myself. It's it's just I I know it's it sounds weird like mm-hmm. how could you be a minister of the gospel for so long and not have faith for yourself you could have it for other people yeah. like when I when I pray for people I believe that God could heal them mm-hmm. either He's going to heal them or there's going to be a miracle either one healing yeah. takes time miracle instantaneously so I believe that when I actually pray for people mm-hmm. when I talk to people I believe that that they're going to be able to come to Christ you know and yeah. have a relationship with them but when it came to me Mario Gomez there was things that uh, in my life I didn't have faith for yeah. and now I'm learning so when a good relationship does come now I have I have this amazing wife I love doing things with her it's awesome sometimes I'm like man this is too good to be true like how in the world I'm pretty great huh I'm pretty great how I'm in just how in the world could this happen you know like being in a blended family our kids get along like they it's love a, each other. yeah they love each other i'm like what the heck this is amazing yeah. so so a man think it's so is he so i try to live by that i try to live by that one of the promises because i'm believing i'm believing that there's going to be a point in time in my life that me and Candy, we could minister the gospel. We don't have to worry. And we could do do what we love. And that's ministering the gospel. That's mm-hmm. sharing the love of Christ with people. Mm-hmm. And so he I... He is the answer, you know? Yeah, He definitely. is the answer to everything. Every problem. He is the answer. And I know this, you know? And I know that... I know what he could do. Um, You know, we've, we've seen... I, you know, I, I see, I know what you can do. Like you can move the mountains. You can move the mountains. I've seen him do it and I'll see him do it again. You know, that song that says do it again. That for me, I've seen him move the mountains. I've seen him. I've been in court where I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And it came, it all turned into my favor. I I didn't even know how it was going to happen. But I've seen him do it. I've seen him work for, I've seen him say, Lord, dang, 
I don't even know what's going to happen this month. Like, Lord, I'm literally going to be short like $1,000 this month. And boom, a check. 1500 came in the bank. I would tell Mario all the time, I'm going to pray. It's going to be cool. I'm going to be like eating top ramen and, and beans this this month. And boom, a check would come in the mail. And I would take pictures and send him the check. How many times has that happened to me? Yeah, quite a like bit. Like four or five times just in the in, since we were like in the last year. Yeah. And I'm like, oop, escrow was paid too much. Yeah. Oops, insurance was paid too much. Oops, I paid one of my school loans yeah. too much. A thousand dollars A thousand seven hundred too much. I started which, dancing in the spirit because I was like, now I can no. get a PS4. No, because our PG&E bill came a, a thousand four hundred. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I only budgeted four hundred dollars. What the heck is going on? But, so, yeah. So then, boom, a check comes. A thousand seven hundred. I said, I got three hundred to spare. That's what I'm talking. That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. Now, anybody else would say that's a coincidence. Oh, that's crazy. Don't tell me that you just pray for things and checks just come in the mail. Well, baby, you keep on believing that because I'll keep on believing what I believe in and that let them checks keep on coming to me. Wait, wait a minute. What? Let's just be careful. Because Wait, hold on. Because I want to I want to tell the difference. There is some new age stuff out there. You got to be careful. And now prosperity teaching. Yes, there are some prosperity teaching. That's not what I'm saying here. But I'm saying here is you can pray and believe and things can happen. So I'm not going to change that because it's it's it happens yes. for me. It does. Like, seriously, she would pray stuff like that. Actually, it was funny. When, on our, our first date, we, we went to... We went to Hollywood to go hang out. Actually. I still do it. I did yeah. it the other day. And there was crazy bad traffic. We were going over the grapevine. Crazy bad traffic coming down. And then she's like, I'm just going to pray in these things like mm-hmm. you're going to move. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, she's a little weird, but okay. I was like, right now in the name of Jesus, yeah, she's I crazy. command this traffic to move. Lord, we need to get there at 830, Lord. I command the traffic to start <laughs> flowing, whatever. It, and I started to do that. He uh, thought I was messing around. And what? It what moved. Happened? Like within three minutes, it was gone. We were like Thank on you. our way. Thank you. So anyways, That's we just want to be careful. We ain't preaching prosperity, like some weird prosperity stuff. We mm-hmm. want, we know we need to have a bal- uh, good balance. Hey, with the podcasters that are listening out there we want to say thank you we're going to close out the show with you guys Mm -hmm. but we want to say thank you you could hear from us from spotify apple podcasts and we appreciate you guys continue i want to tell them too that um make sure that they have faith make sure that they tune in you're going to be coming up with the men's one. Oh yeah, we're going to come up with the with the men's podcast. It's only going to be on podcast. Only yes, on podcast. yes, woman, you could join into. It's going yes. to be really good. Me Very and juicy. Me and my friend John are going to be on it, so we're really excited. Yeah. And other guys too. He's going to uh, have different so. um, different pastors and ministers and just yeah, um, you know, oh, just people guys, that just love guys. just guys that yeah. love the Lord and even different. Oh, you're going to have different oh, yeah. kind of guys. Any kind any of guy. Kind it's of just guys. not for Christians. So anyways, we want to say peace out to all the podcasters out there. We love you, Candy in the Neighborhood. This is Pastor Mario and Candy. Deuces.